with Shannon Byrne on ABC Grandstands Digital. Hello and welcome to The Two Halves where we bring you everything that has happened so far on round 23. Hello, we are on Grandstand Digital and great to have the company too right across Asia and the Pacific on Radio Australia. I'm Shannon Byrne and we take a look at everything that's happened so far. One game to go tonight when the 15th place West Tigers hosts the top of the ladder, Sydney Roosters. Well, they are playing for a lot more than just pride tonight, aren't they, West Tigers? They are testing themselves against the best after 23 rounds, and the Roosters tonight will be playing the West Tigers at the Sydney Football Stadium. Only a couple of hours to go until kick-off the Roosters. Well, they've won the last two encounters against the West Tigers with big margins. I think it's uh, about 44 and 42 points they put on the last time they beat West Tigers. So, can they do another big impressive performance against the West Tigers? Only time will tell. But there's been some impressive games over the weekend and probably no surprises in terms of upsets who were the actual winners. And we'll start on Friday night and it was great news for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Greg Inglis returned from injury as did John Sutton and it was Greg Inglis who had his hand in a lot of the action as did Adam Reynolds and they have breathed new life into the South Sydney's NRL minor premiership hopes with a brilliant second half display to help their side edge out Manly 22 to 10 in a thrilling clash at Gosford. Let's hear the reaction from the winning coach Michael Maguire. He's chatting here with Craig Hamilton. Michael you got the job done. Powerful second half performance. Uh, I'd suggest built on your defence. Yeah, without a doubt, um, you know, the way the boys defended uh, down close to their line, it was um, something we spoke about through the week that we wanted to really uh, hone in on, and you know, I thought they did that tonight. You know, the, we didn't get uh, the greatest of starts, and um, you know, Manly came at us very, very quickly, and you know, they managed to get a couple of points there, so uh, we, you know, we, we needed to bounce back, and you know, the boys just hung in and uh, you know, worked their way back into the game, so yeah, really pleasing. You got the job done. Uh, first half, were, were you disappointed with that first 40 minutes? Did you... Once you got the boys into the dressing room, uh, what were the things you you talked about? I've got to say, I wasn't really disappointed. I, you know, I could see the effort that uh, the players were putting in. You know, they just got us uh, very quickly at the start, and uh, the boys got back into the grind. And you know, we completed our sets. We probably didn't work as um, well as what we, we usually would coming out of yardage. Uh, you know, we weren't getting back behind the ball and getting into some shapes. It became a little bit of one out. So we need to have a look at that area uh, in our game moving to next week. But uh, you know, if we can tidy that up and uh, get that start sorted out, and you know, focus on the things we can do, uh, you know, we hopefully we get that get that done for next week. Johnny Sutton back and Greg Inglis back. How important were those two tonight? Oh, very important. You know, to have Greg and John, you know, they, they, you know, they're, they're a major part of what we do. And, you know, we've, it's probably uh, in some ways been a bit of a blessing, I suppose, over the last few weeks. It's allowed me to blood a number of uh, the younger kids to come in and it's given us some opportunities like Lukey Kiri coming in, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden he's chiming in with the Johnny Suttons in the middle and, and Greg, Greg Inglis out the back. So, you know, uh, as much as they've been out and uh, they're a big part of what we do, it's, it's given us a good look at ourselves and how we can uh, sort of change a few things if we need to. Now some big plays and some big moments in the second half. Can you narrow it down to a couple that might have turned the game? 
Uh, I just think it's the way the boys stop the tries, you know, down on their line. Um, you know, we, we, uh, they went upstairs for a few calls and, um, you know, we managed to stop those tries and I think they're, they're the big thing. You know, the way Greg sort of came back and, you know, I think Marrow saved a try, Greg Ingles saved a try, Bryson Goodwood saved a try on the other side. So, you know, when you're doing that, um, it allows you to get back down the other end and put a few points on, which we did. So that's the pleasing part. Adam Reynolds, uh, it's a line drop kick. You're looking at defending another back-to-back set. He goes for the touch line. He he puts a, a, a drop kick across the across the line, across the touch line. You get the scrum feed. That's a pretty big play. Oh, it's a huge play actually. <laughs> uh, it's an outstanding play. Yeah, and, and Ren was um, he's probably uh, you know been a little bit disappointed from last week, and uh, you know I could just sense uh, that he was going to go and have a real good one for us tonight. And his kicking game has been something that's been very very special. And yeah, we did that tonight. Let alone that just that drop out, but just the back-to-back sets that he created in that second half allowed us to, to really build a bit of pressure and then obviously you know, then uh, we got those those tries there. I want to ask you about two tackles. Jeff Lima's on report for, for what appears to be a, a twisting tackle on the leg of Anthony Watmo. Uh, that was pulled up and put on report. You, you got a thought on that? Oh, I don't think there's anything in that one myself. I, you know, we'll have to have a look at that. But um, you know, he, he's obviously uh, you know, lost his feet and he was trying to roll, get, you know, do like any tackle, get the player to the ground. And uh, you know, we just need to have a look at that and assess that through the week. Is there a rule? Is there a contrary conduct rule? Are you aware of one? Have they brought one in uh, the league this year for a tackle like that? Uh, I haven't seen it. Um, you know, and yeah, you know, that's one thing that we don't do. Is you know, we're not looking for those sorts of things. And um, you know, it was an unfortunate one. Yeah, you know, we're uh, you know got put on report. But you know, we'll have to go through the, the right formalities. But uh, you know, I, I don't think there was too much in that one. It's definitely not something we're about. Isaac Luke late in the second half, hit with what appeared to be, through our eyes anyway, a shoulder charge. It was the, the try you scored down the right side. Um, no action taken there. Did that surprise you? Yeah, well, well, that's another one that you have to look at. But, uh, you know, it, it'll go through the, the right channels and, uh, you yeah, know, we'll assess that as it comes. Congratulations on the win. Thank you. And that was, and that was Michael Maguire chatting with Craig Hamilton following his side's 22-10 to 10 win in Gosford. And that was after Manly led 10-6 at halftime. And Michael Maguire did chat about uh, Jeff Lima's uh, charge. He was charged with a grade two dangerous contact, unnecessary leg pressure. That was in the ninth minute against the Seagulls' Anthony Watmo. Lima will miss just one match, which incidentally is Friday night's blockbuster against Canterbury with an early guilty plea. The second game on Friday night had a pretty impressive performance by their fullback Josh Hoffman to really put the cat amongst the pigeons as to whether or not they need Ben Barbaro's fullback. Josh Hoffman inspired the Broncos to a 22-12 win over the lowly ranked Parramatta at Lang Park on Friday night. Canterbury superstar Barbaro is squarely in the Broncos' sights after he admitted on Friday he'd sought a release from the final two years of his NRL contract in order to be with his Queensland-based family. But the Broncos are not exactly short on fullback star power, with Hoffman starring in the four tries to two victory over the Warden Spoon Fancies that extended their unbeaten run to four games and kept their very slim finals hopes alive. Let's hear now from their winning coach, Anthony Griffin, and he's catching up with Grandstand's Alistair Nicholson. Anthony Griffin, another precious two points in the bank. You pretty happy with the performance tonight? Oh, it's oh, happy with uh, parts of it again. I, I don't think, obviously, we're, we're playing our best football, but we're certainly, uh, uh, when the game's there to be won defensively, we kept turning up and you know, I thought we had some nice patches with the ball at times. Where do you get that consistency then in your performance? I mean, your set completion uh, wasn't 
probably where it needs to be tonight? Oh, he's got to keep working. And, um, you know, I thought the first half, as I say, we were, we, we were poor with our completion, but very good with our uh, execution at times. You know, it was, I think we were only 11 from 17 in the first half, but um, second half, um, you know, we started well, but then just um, you know, ended up spending the last you know, 8 or 10 sets out of 12 in defence, and we had to hang on there, and we did. Going to have some uh, important matches coming up, Penrith next week, uh, and then you're going to play two teams in the eight. You've struggled to beat teams in the eight this season. How do you think tonight's football is going to measure up against that sort of opposition? Oh, you know, obviously we've got to improve. We've got to improve every week. You know, um, you know I thought um, you know, against uh, North Queensland and Newcastle, we were we were very good at the last you know in the last five days. Our two wins have been patchy, so. We get a seven-day break now, so we've just got to freshen up and improve. And that was Anthony Griffin, the coach of the Brisbane Broncos, after his side's 22-12 win over the bottom-placed Parramatta. This is the Two Halves. ABC Grandstand. On ABC Grandstand Digital. The two halves on Grandstand Digital and also right across Radio Australia. Great to have you on board right across Asia and the Pacific and throughout Australia on digital radio. Let's have a look at the games on Saturday for round 23. And Luke Dwyer is out of the season and Greg Bird may as well be after copping serious injuries in the Gold Coast Titans' 22-10 loss to the North Queensland Cowboys in Townsville. The Cowboys made it three wins in a row with the 12-point win, but the match was marred by Bird's back complaint and then the ACL injury to retiring utility Luke O'Dwyer, who will now sadly not return for the season and uh, will bid farewell to his NRL career going out on an injury. The Cowboys win, well it was built on winger Carl Felt's double, while Gavin Cooper and Glenn Hall also registered tries for the North Queensland Cowboys. The results, well it's good news for the Cowboys, they leapfrogged the Broncos into 11th place on the NRL ladder, while the Titans hold on to 8th place and that becomes a little less assured. Let's hear now from the winning coach of the Cowboys, Neil Henry. Neil, the, the side just keeps winning and, and another great win tonight, so you must be happy with it. Yeah, look, three in a row. I think um, it's, uh, yeah, it's been, been, been a long time coming and the pleasing thing for the club is that it's three weeks in a row too that our 20s have won as well, so the club has had, had wins and, and uh, that's a great feeling for the club. We haven't had too many of them. You didn't do too well with the completion rate tonight, and you had to make a lot more tackles yet, 22 to 10. So it just seems like yeah, things are going your way, and, and, and that probably wouldn't have happened, say, four or five weeks ago if, it, if you had that completion rate and had to make that many tackles. Yeah, you're right. I, I, the things aren't going our way too much. I mean, uh, we're having to work for them to go our way and work very hard, and, and uh, you know, I think extra 60-odd tackles in the game, and... Uh, We've had to defend our line a fair bit, a few goal line dropouts, and and uh, and through our fault. I mean, we I think we made about 10 errors in our own 40, which put us under enormous enormous pressure. But we we showed a fair bit of resolve there and scrambled really well, and and, and really they didn't look like getting over the line too often. So uh, we could have converted a couple of other opportunities. You know, had a couple of long range breaks we didn't make the most of. So uh, you know, the score could have been a bit bit better, but you know, we're still going okay. And uh, 
you know, the for and against is important to us. Uh, you know, we dare to dream a little bit, I suppose, but we know that it's there's still a lot of work to do in this season. There's, I think there's a few twists and turns still to go, but we're in there fighting. Plenty of errors in the match, so it must have been it was a greasy out there for the players. Yeah, I think well, you felt it yourself, Eddie. Five thirty kickoff. It's quite warm. The temperatures lifted in the last few weeks in Townsville. Uh, humidity was reasonably high. I think over seventy. So the ball is very slippery. It's like playing wet weather footy, really. And and that's what the boys said. You notice a few players slipping over a fair bit too. Quite greasy conditions. And I think what you saw is some errors. You know, under contact, boys getting hit as they're carrying the ball into the line. Some good defence, which squeezed the ball out a few times. So. I think that uh, that was that forced a few errors, but we're disappointed in our, our lack of ball control. But we're happy that we defended those. The equation keeps getting smaller. Three games now, and um, you've got Newcastle here next week. So um, start looking forward to that now. Yeah, we do. And look, they've been a side that uh, found a bit of form, and and uh, there's no way that we can, you know, that we can give them that much possession. You know, uh, um, you know. Remember the Titans too have come come back off the. Uh, of a short turnaround, a very physical game against the Bulldogs as well, and travelling up here. So it's been a tough sort of schedule for them, uh, and they ended up being a little bit flat, I suppose, at the back end of the game. But full credit to to the boys out, out there that um, you know we hung in and got the result. That's all we can do. Well, Neil, congratulations on the win, and uh, thanks for speaking the grandstands. Thanks, Michael. And that was uh, Neil Henry uh, talking after his side's win. And uh, well, isn't it interesting? Third win. And this all comes off the back of the news that his services are no longer needed from next year at the North Queensland Cowboys. Talking about North Queensland Cowboys still, their prop Ashton Sims was the only other player charged by the match review committee in round 23. And it looks like he will cop a one-match ban due to carryover points unless he can beat a careless high-tackle charge for his hit on Gold Coast, Ryan James. And that was in the 18th minute and it is a grade one, but with carryover points... It looks like he could cop a one-match band. All right, the other game on Saturday saw the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. They were led by winger Sam Perrett, who scored a hat-trick of tries to sink the Canberra Raiders 28-16 to at Canberra Stadium on Saturday afternoon. The Bulldogs' Josh Morris, well, he was outstanding at fullback for the injured Ben Barber, scoring the first try of the match and chiming in on a number of occasions. And he also assisted Perrett. In his triple. The Bulldogs' Josh Reynolds praised Morris' impact, saying his form bodes well for Canterbury's finals runs. The Raiders, well, on the other hand, they need to win their three remaining games to nab a finals berth, while the Bulldogs have all but secured a spot in their final eight and consolidated their position in fifth. Let's hear from the Bulldogs' coach, Des Hasler. Des Hasler, thanks for talking to ABC. A far more satisfying result than the last time you were here. What went right today? Um, I just thought we were we'd probably up a bit, although um, uh, it just makes you realise um, you know, how uh, uh, last week's loss, you know, on the Monday night. Um, but we knew we had to come down here and get the job done. You know, we kind of uh, let ourselves down a bit last Monday. So a Monday night turnaround, a Saturday night game, short turnaround, I thought they did pretty well today. And the former Josh Morris was pleasing for you today, I guess? Yeah, yeah no, he's a real class player, Josh. You know, he, uh, he's doing a great job you know, back there at one. And it seems to be working out with the shuffling between Parrott and him and at, at fullback in Barber's absence? Uh, Parrott hasn't played fullback. Finucane uh, and Brown filled in well for Eastwood and Cassiana today. You happy with their form? Yeah, no, because, you know, good, good depth. Um, we started okay, but we were probably a little bit, uh, a bit sloppy towards the back end. And you've got uh, South Penrith and Brisbane to finish. Uh, can you make the top four? Uh, that's going to depend on our sides above us, do now. We, uh, we had that opportunity last week to put pressure on there, but we let that game go against the Titans. Uh, 
uh, when we uh, probably look back on this season, we've probably let a couple of games go. Newcastle at Mackay. Um, probably the start, you know, one from six, you get 50% of those. But, you know, that's the time you, uh, the cards you dealt with at the time. You know, injuries and suspensions, it's uh, the way it is. So uh, we've just got to arrive, uh, arrive there in the best possible shape we can. Des Hasler there, the coach of the Canary-Bankstown Bulldogs after their win over the Canberra Raiders. The other game on Saturday was an absolute thriller in Wollongong and it was prop Andrew Fafida who completed a Cronulla miracle with a last-minute try, delivering the Sharks their first win in Wollongong, wait for it, since 1989 with a 22-18 defeat of St George Illawarra. Seemingly down and out after Todd Carney had missed a sideline conversion with six minutes remaining, that would have locked it up at 18 all. Fafita produced a Houdini act with a brilliant display of pace to spark delirious celebrations. Last ditch Carney kick was fumbled by the Dragons, Fafita towing ahead the dregs and then out sprinting Jason Nightingale just to score with 54 seconds on the clock. It was phenomenal. The Sharks were trailing 18-6 with just over half an hour remaining remaining when Isaac de Goyce darted over to spark the revival. The stunning come from behind win keeps Cronulla out of the dogfight for positions in the lower edge of the top eight and maintain their slim top four hopes and it is slim indeed with three rounds to go a lot of pressure on there. Let's hear from the very deliriously happy coach Shane Flanagan. He's talking here with Grandstand's Ned Hall. Well, Shane, I think probably after the result last week, it's probably you feel as one tonight you got away with. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I, I never gave up, but, you know, I, I thought it was a long way home in that second half. You know, the Dragons were um, running a little bit harder than us, and they weren't turning the ball over like we were. And, um, but, you know, they stuck to it. Our boys stuck to it. We had a few tries disallowed and, you know, just come up with the last, the last minute, as you said. And, you know, it was a little bit of a, from last week's result, a little bit of a pleasing. At times, you, the guys did seem to be a bit off the pace in the first half. What was your feeling at half-time, you know, at 18-6 down? Yeah, we just gifted them points and we gifted them field position. Um, you know, we turned the ball over nine times coming out of our end, not getting to a kick. So, um, you know, you can't do that against uh, teams. They're going to get points on you in this game. And, uh, you know, we're just lucky enough that, um, you know, we, we were pretty good defensively tonight. Um, I thought we defended... Yeah, our, our try line a fair bit more than we should have, but uh, we thought we you know, stood up there a bit. But as I said, the, the game was too many errors. That was just about basically it. Can you, can you put your finger on a reason why you know, the, the errors did creep in tonight? Yeah, I'm not quite sure. You know, we'll have to have a think about it. You know, and talk about it tomorrow and during the week. But um, you know, it's probably been creeping into our game over the last couple of weeks. Um, errors in possession, so we've just got to get out of our game if we're going to get play, if we're going to play any part in the semi-finals and you know, give it a fair crack. We just can't do it. Um, Andrew Favita made a few errors tonight as well. He's been such a huge player for you all year, and he came up with the winning play on the back of probably not his best game. Yeah, you know, um, Andrew's, you know, that type of player. He does, you know, push the boundaries a couple of times. You know, he does go across field a bit and you know locks the lot offload. And you know, sometimes you do come up with a few errors when you play like that. So it wasn't his best game tonight, but uh, he came up with a really special play in the last minute. You know, front row to. Um, to be able to out sprint, you know, so a couple of fast dudes there in Morris and Nightingale uh, to score a try is a pretty big effort. Did you have concerns when you were trailing in this game towards the end of it, knowing that the three games you've got left are against the, the Roosters and the Cowboys who have hit a bit of form as well? Was, it, was that playing your mind a little bit? Oh, no, I was only really concentrating on tonight, but you know, as, you know, as a coach, I suppose you're always looking down the track as well. You know, when we needed to win tonight after last week's loss, um, 
need to, you know, this time of year you can't go loss loss. You need to go put a couple of W's in that column, and you know next week's a big job for us. We play the Roosters, and then we're back home again. So, you know, we're where we need to be, uh, where we wanted to be. So, um, back to the drawing board and try and fix up all those mistakes we made. That was a very, very happy, well, I guess philosophical though about what remains in the three rounds to go. That was Shane Flanagan chatting with Ned Hall after their thrilling win over St George Illawarra in the last 54 seconds of the game. They claim victory and it was their first time since 1989 that they won in Wollongong. This is the Two Halves. ABC Grandstand. On ABC Grandstand Digital. Well, there was two games on Sunday and it saw wingers Dave Simmons and Josh Mansour produce some clinical finishing as Penrith kept its NRL playoff ambitions alive. They also had a come-from-behind victory over the Warriors on Sunday. That scoreline was 28-24. to Both men bagged a double with Simmons taking his tri-tally for the season to an impressive 19. The result actually ends a four-match losing streak for Penrith and they move level with the Warriors on 22 points, two points just outside the top eight with three rounds to go. But the defeat in Auckland was a big disappointment for the home side that held an early lead 12-0 and they've now lost three in a row. The Warriors threatened their own comeback through the second half but it was uh, not to be. They closed the margin at one stage to 22-18, to 18, but the Warriors did manage to set up a grandstand finish for a touch over 11,500 fans. Conrad Hurrell scored with eight minutes to go and Sean Johnson converted from wide outside, but that was as close as they got and Simmons almost had the last say but was held up in his attempt to complete a hat-trick of tries. So the Penrith Panthers 28 defeated the Warriors 24 yesterday and the final game on Sunday saw Melbourne's big three once again step up when their team needed them the most and they had a big win over the Newcastle Knights 23-10 to in Newcastle. Second half tries from skipper Cameron Smith and Billy Slater helped an uncharacteristically sluggish storm side claim the two points to put a dent in the Knights' top eight aspirations. But the game's biggest talking point was the decision not to send Ben Cooper Cronk in the 55th minute when the Queensland halfback took out Darius Boyd without the ball when he looked set to latch on to a Jared Mullen kick 10 metres in front of the Storm's line. After liaising with the video referee, on-field official Jared Maxwell deemed the offence was only worth a penalty, which Gidley converted and to add insult, I think, for the host, Cronker then set up Slater to score nine minutes later with a pinpoint chip kick to give his side a lead. They never relinquished. So in the end... The Melbourne Storm were just too big and mighty for the Knights at Newcastle, 23-10 to 10 then. And the final game tonight, that will see the end of round 23. The West Tigers are hosting the Sydney Roosters at the Sydney Football Stadium. Very much a big game for the West Tigers. They're in 15th at the moment and they're up against uh, the first-placed Sydney Roosters and they are fast becoming the minor premiership favourites as well. The 15th-placed Tigers, well, they haven't won since back in round 16 and they've left the field victorious in just six games all year. What a disappointing year they have had indeed and it uh, is a poor record on the field and then also the news coming through Club legend Benji Marshall is off to Super 15 rugby next year. Means it goes, it means it's due to go down as one of the worst years 
in the joint's history. So they are playing for not only points, but a lot of pride to the West Tigers tonight up against the Sydney Roosters. Well, that's all we've got time for on the two halves, this Monday edition. Thank you so much for joining me on Grandstand Digital right across Australia and also internationally, you are with Radio Australia. Just a reminder, all the action for round 24 will come your way on Friday when Amanda Shalala and Matt Logue bring you all the latest from what's happened during the week. But more importantly, look ahead to how your team will fare next weekend. Thank you so much for your company. I'm Shannon Byrne, and I'll catch you next time. This is The Two Halves. ABC Grandstand. On ABC Grandstand Digital. Grandstand Sport. The Ashes. It's cricket's most coveted trophy. And Australia's quest to regain the ashes can be heard right here on ABC Grandstand Digital. Bowls to Fark, it's short, and he pulls him away majestically for four. Keep your digital radio tuned to ABC Grandstand for full coverage during the Ashes Test Series. For broadcast details, visit abc.net.au slash grandstand. This is Michael Clark. There's only one place for cricket. ABC Grandstand. ABC Grandstand. The Ashes, streaming on your mobile, online and on digital radio.